0: happy monday if you're listening to it on a monday i am coming to you today with this podcast with jocelyn whom i met at a yoga festival in sweden a few months back and i remember seeing her and feeling really drawn to her and I was in a very um introverted space at that time but i decided to give myself a pat on the shoulder and go and introduce myself and yeah i did that and now i know why i felt drawn to her because we um although we are completely different we have a lot in common and i feel like we've been really almost working together now <laughs> um on some some individual projects or really supporting each other and the other day I went to her house and we recorded this podcast which was really um just a regular conversation and I suddenly just thought you know what let's just put a start button on it <laughs> record button and and just um have this and and that's also where the Healing Spaces podcast name came out of. <laughs> and yeah, I hope you, you enjoy listening to the conversation. It's really raw and really unedited. Um, I also decided to keep it that way because on my way to where I am, where I am today, which is um, Italy, um, we got here two days ago. I was listening to so many podcasts in the car because the journey took 18 hours and honestly my favorite podcasts were the ones that were really raw and not touched and just like really free-flowing and I don't have that much experience (laughs) with podcasts because I literally have like three podcasters I listen to but I thought um, yeah, we expanded my horizons because my boyfriend Mark was playing a lot of his own favorite podcasts and yeah, which I might talk about in the next episode maybe Um, but yeah (laughs) so I left it and edited so that's basically what it is, I hope you enjoy Enjoy that format, and um, I will see you on the other side. You can start by introducing yourself mm. and what do you do, mm. which we just did,
1: but... Yeah, but that was a long intro, so I guess the short intro is... I'm Jocelyn, and I am a spiritual guide, facilitator, mystic, and humble healer of the human spirit. Mmm. Mm.
0: I like that. And you are based in Copenhagen. I right? am based in Copenhagen from Vancouver. Mm. And what do you do, like, <laughs> with with all those gifts? What
1: do I do with all these gifts? Well, like, I think a good line for that is I make space for people to bring the innermost, deepest parts of themselves up to the surface to be loved and cared for, and mm. then... I walk them home. I walk them home to themselves. <laughs> Not just physically walk everyone. Else. <laughs> no. we I can do that day. too. We can go for a walk. <laughs> I can literally walk you home. That's also funny.
0: I love that. So, yesterday you had your circle, and you can tell us a little bit about that. Like, so it's a circle of women.
1: Yeah, so it's a women's sharing circle. Um, I called it just recently the Copenhagen sisterhood, mm. um, a place for, yeah, like kind of identifying more with a community. I think when we try to think of sisterhood on such a big scale, some of the nuances and mm, parts that you feel really actually connected to personally get lost. Just like when you say feminism, it's like, whoa, that's a big title. Yeah. So... It started when I moved here and I was really seeking that same connection in which I want to give other people which is who am I when I'm not, um, you know, for a lot of women out there, the, in this case, boss bitch or, you know, <laughs> so for some other woman it could be the stay-at-home mom or someone else is the dutiful wife or the, you know, best friend that you can always rely on for anything like who are we when we don't have those titles and, and labels and um, definitions who are we underneath and those are the kind of connections i wanted to make with people because that's for me is healing yeah so we had um three seasons now so it's been just about a year and a half that we've been doing every um other tuesdays or wednesdays once a week and it was a group of mostly reoccurring faces and a couple new women which is fine because i leave it open so that people can come through and check it out i've never been And it was about uh, the theme of her story, a kind of play on his story, or history, and having them pull themselves out from their own journey as the heroes, as the heroines of um, their experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were just gathering and sharing stories that were alive in us as a way to, like I said there, either to inspire another person to heal something. Yeah or to honor um, someone else's story that's coming through us, ancestrally, our family. And we noticed that as a group, it's almost impossible not to tell stories that somehow link to our past or our family, our mothers and our fathers. So that was really, you know, telling of why we call it history. We've been telling too many just the male perspectives of human experience and not enough diverse stories of a women's experience. So as much I these are things that come up in terms of my work of being a spiritual guy. I don't always know why this topic comes up, but I've learned to just trust that this is alive in me right now and if I believe that my role in this world is to be this person, to advise others, to counsel others, to care for others, I gotta trust my healer instincts and intuition that Mm. this is the topic yeah and then i just kind of go okay here we
0: go
1: (laughs) (laughs) welcome everyone to the theme that i just came up with yesterday
0: (laughs) no but i love that i love that you can just like first of all have that um, that topic that just like comes in and then trust that this is what is needed right but also, like, for me, in that healing space, I've realized that once there is a group of people, especially women, and, like, you carry each other, like, just by being there together, like you don't even need to know each other's names. It's such a healing space. Because we've all, 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 all gone through so much. Mm. Collectively. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can feel it.
1: Mhm. And we we were talking a little bit earlier off off the record about um also kind of the wounds we've given each other.
0: Yeah.
1: As women as well, right? Competition, yeah, competition. being a big one and so that was also for me to help heal those wounds that hard to do when you place yourself out in the world as very competitive mm-hmm. um, valued. So like when I created this space um, one of the things that I, uh, over time, because I've been doing it in Vancouver as well, but it really started with my own friends, Mm -hmm. and now it's opened up to more of a public kind of uh, gathering, was making sure that they know that this is very intentional space. You know, it's not the same as when you get together with your girlfriends, and you're just talking, which I noticed that how i described it is like in the previous circles when i would just leave it with just like we're just here share mm-hmm. it would be like coming with a full cup of water emotions right riddled mm-hmm. with emotions and then you pour it out you dump it out you've gone it out and you're like ah, okay i feel better i'm empty but then i would see them again and that cup would be full again mm-hmm. and they would be pouring out the same thing and after a while i was like why is this still happening or mm-hmm. this wound still reoccurring like this Fracture in our in our thoughts. And I realized that it was because the irony is like there wasn't this sort of masculine energy to kind of give it a point. Which mm. means it's like the heart. Like, you know, everyone hates when they say, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. But really, like, what did, what is the point? And I, for those who are more in, into a more metaphysical or esoteric or even like laws of... Um, quantum physics, it's like, what's the point of consciousness, Like right? There's a point, there's a dot in which if you go into, is actually a never-ending um, fractal that opens into itself, so getting to the point of something helps mm. us have perspective. Mm. And so after a while, I was like, okay, how do I say this in a healing way? Well, what did you learn from this or what do you take away from this? Of
0: course, yeah.
1: Then all of a sudden those cups would come and they would have something different. So that's why in these new spaces that I do now, like we put a theme on it, and I just trust that whoever shows up for that theme needs it. And the intention is like we're here to do this work to bring these parts of ourselves that no one else knows. And in the presence, like you said, of strangers sometimes it's even more healing. Yeah, because they don't know your story. They don't they need don't to. Know.
0: And for a reason, like they're all there. Like they're you know like. You've put up this theme and and all of these women got attracted and they all show up and like sometimes they will never see each other again, but like it was very healing and sometimes you have probably like friendships for life, right?
1: Yeah, like without, because a part of it is also keeping it um, confidential, which means you can share your own experience, but not someone else's. Mm. Um, But just in general, how many women who come who've never met are like, Whoa, like our stories or our experiences are so So freakishly similar similar that you know you can't help but believe in that sort of magic or this very now kind of you know popular saying of when women gather, it's magic, magic happens. It's true, it's like Mm -hmm. it's the parts that are not logical that also make up this world and healing illogical things aren't always something that you can just prescribe. Yeah. It's a kind of relationship or an or a, you know maybe a, a more stronger word is an investment into someone else to love them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know, for me love is is the best medicine. It really mm-hmm. really is. And you find it in the strangest of, of places yeah
0: i remember in um that's actually what how my first podcast um that's what a little bit talked about of <clears throat> how i realized that the healing happens in in the gatherings like in the group of people like yeah you have a consultation one-on-one and that's very helpful like but if it's a deeper soulful you know issue or not even an issue but just like something you have kept within yourself for such a long time it's the group that is going to uplift you and it's like the familiar familiar (laughs) familiarity (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. exactly to find out in one another that you know even today we had before the podcast we had this conversation when you shared your parts of journey in your relationship and then I was just sitting there listening and I was just like click click (laughs) 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 this makes so much sense and that was so healing, because it made me realize so many things, and, like, from, it, you know, and I just totally tapped into your story, yeah,
1: yeah, that illogical thing, where it's, like, no one's telling you what you, kind of, like, need to do, and sometimes it's just shifting that, I mean, so overused, like, shifting a perspective, I mean, it's not as easy, obviously, as it sounds, but, like you said, it it kind of naturally can happen, when you're just Mm -hmm. with, um the right ecosystem where the intention is to yeah. just allow, um, other people's wisdom. And that's also part of, if I had to speak about my healing in that way is I'm here to help you also like mine your own wisdom, you know, cause I can see you in a mm. way that you cannot see, mm. but I see your answers inside you. Like, before you sometimes see that, I'm like, you know, so all the time I'll put my hand on my head here and I'll be like, yeah, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. I'll ask that other question like, oh, you just got to turn to your right. Oh, you had it there the yeah. whole time. Because your answer will be a million times better than mine. Yeah. But it's so much fun for me to, like, explore with that person, especially in places they, they never thought they could go. And I'm only one other person, but like you're saying like, what if you're with a whole group of women who are like, mm. let's go on it together? Hey, I found something over here. Mm. is this yours?, oh, I also have this too, and it, it's like coming back to your inner child as an adult, yeah, and actually knowing what to do with the the beauty and the wonder that you find
0: and I also think like eighty percent. Like, I don't want to put a number on it, but yeah, 80%, <laughs> 80% of the healing happens then just when you have someone to hold your hand. Like, you're there together in it. Um, and you don't even need to have an answer. Like, sometimes you have to share and someone holds you. And that's it. Like, someone has listened to your story. And that is so healing, talking of her story.
1: yeah it's crazy and that's only one aspect like sometimes like you said i'll be with people who do not want to tell me a story at all they do not Mm -hmm. want to talk at all and that's a little bit hard for me because clearly i'm a talkative person Mm -hmm. i'm extroverted but it's like you said holding a hand is a gesture that can sometimes be way more not even effective but powerful and the only thing you need to do to be there for someone yeah and it was funny because i just saw that last night where someone was experiencing something and you know you can see someone where like the vulnerability in their aura you know there's like all of a sudden this like bubble that opens around mm. and you're like oh there she is like mm. oh there's the wow like <sighs> and i'm watching someone just like reach over and grab a hand it's like like a part of you also relaxes seeing somebody else yeah. do that for someone and you're like, Whew. but it only took like what? You know, it was an intense moment, but maybe like twenty seconds, thirty seconds later it was like, okay, ready to let go of the hand. Mm. Like we really actually don't need so much when we address our healing when it comes up.
0: That is so beautiful.
1: Well, you know, when they suppress <laughs> it and stop, like, okay, then, you know, maybe a yeah. holding hand isn't gonna really going to yeah. cut it. It's, like, too late. You know, you're kind of like, uh, it's not the hold, hand-holding we time. We don't
0: need that much time when we catch the healing as it comes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, to me, that was a big one. Um, I think last year and and this year, maybe already two years ago, and it kind of started with... Like the gathering in yoga communities. So like when I did my trainings and I realized, wow, I have never healed so much by not trying to heal, right? Like it, we were just like a group of people hanging out, touching each other, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and like supporting each other in, in some different ways. And then, so that was like a first one where I realized I left, I left the space after three days and I was like, wow, I am healed. Mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. you know and also like the previous yoga I've done also was um, around 100 hours to 150 hours and i remember that i went onto the onto the the training with a burnout like a massive burnout after working for two years and i left i think after day 3 i left the course and i was fine I felt whole, like the first three days I was crying in a child's pose, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. But then like once I entered a space of people and like we've been, we came together and I was just like, wow, I just needed, you know, to allow myself to be held and like to heal, to he- hold myself. But also like common together with the same purpose, because it doesn't even have to be a healing space. It almost can be any kind of space as long as you're there with the same purpose and you just give each other time and space and healing can happen. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Going into more
1: festivals the last several years of my life, not just my own like um, grown up in my community sort of friends. Mm-hmm. It's like noticing the difference of the, those kind of intentional gatherings where you're choosing also to be part
0: exactly of
1: that group. And it just really makes me think about, you know, in terms of like healing for most people in this concept of like being with other people, how much of our malaise or our struggles or our suffering and illness or what all those words, um, is, as we all kind of know by now, I would hope, 80%, 80% people know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like how we live. Like physically in these buildings and um, how much of our time is spent in um, specialized environments where you are here to do this one thing. And this is all you, you focus on. And when you interact with other people, it's solely for this other purpose Mm. of doing right. This world is run on doing, creating, creating, producing, producing, consuming. So, and that's also fine. Uh, It's just easy to lose sight of, It can make us sick. And I think these words are really powerful because, like, when you came up with this podcast, also with like healing space, like, what is healing?
0: Mm. What is it? It's so individual to everyone, Mm. right?
1: Mm. But how would you describe, like, um, it was healing? Mm. Yeah, like, what is the healing?
0: Yeah, it's like kind of what you said at the beginning, but like going back home to you. I think that's a big one because it's a never-ending journey and you know for a long time I thought it's going to be like okay so once I get my diet under control once I get my supplements routine under control (laughs) I'm gonna exercise three times a week (laughs) I'm gonna sleep seven to nine hours a day and I'm gonna go and ground on the on the grass outside hike a tree and then I'm gonna take holidays once a month I'm gonna be financially stable have a partner that loves me and I love him I'm going to visit my family, I'm going to be healed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yeah. Woo! That was, a, that was a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that is not how it works. Mm. Because there are always stuff that are going to come up. But they're also, like, you don't have to have all of that to be whole. Because you are whole just as much, like, without all of that. Mm. Um feeling safe but like feeling safe in your body right like feeling safe in your soul and in your mind and and so like without all of all those external things because the diet does not define like whether you're healed or not or whether you are healing or not because like if you're missing like the purpose of like who you are or Not even the purpose, but like, if you don't know who you are, if you are not home in your own body, your mind, your soul, then no diet will, you know, make it better for you. Mm. And also like understanding that it's a never ending process because you are always healing. But it it is also like, what is it to you, right? Like, you know, to me, it was always like not having symptoms. That Mm. was kind of... What I would feel like I'm healed if I don't have symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then I understood that, you know, maybe there's never 100% recovery. Maybe like 80% recovery is like a great recovery. And then like trying to accept that, right? And whatever that percentage is, like understanding and believing that this is feeling a whole at this point right now today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I think yeah, that's
1: I think we hit something super interesting. Yeah. because 'cause I'm just thinking about these experiences, not only myself but other people where um like losing um mobility in their arms. Like let's say mm. like, they got in a car accident, they have a big scar, like it's mm. And even when I say it'll never be the same, there's like a little part of me that's a futurist that'll be like until the future when they can <laughs> like just fix everything physical. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, however long that may be for now, as far in this person's lifetime, they may never know full mobility again. And
0: and does that mean they're not healed? does not right? mean they're
1: not healed. And also, you know, I, I love, I think for me the healing is, again, it just connects to love just loving yourself in whatever state and choice that you make Mm -hmm. because for one person I I remember reading something or listening to someone talk about this kind of injury and being like oh it was an acupuncturist here and I was talking about balance you know everyone thinks balance just means being able to just like stand super straight and like Mm -hmm. not move with the wind but it's like but you've got so many bones and muscles actually helping you stay even standing Mm -hmm. up It's, it's a dynamic process And he's like, plus, if that, you know, if you didn't have that, it wouldn't make you who you are. And we're talking about stories. like Mm. Your story would not quite be the same. Yeah. And this obsession with, like, perfection.
0: Of course. Of
1: of no, there's no blemish, again, like, no inability. Mm. So that's one side where I think it's very beautiful to look at um, these scars or wounds as um, kind of, like, a symbol of of your journey and who you are. And yet, at the other other side, when we talk about, well, everything originates also from your soul or from your consciousness or your mind. So if you're thinking a certain way, therefore your body will respond to what you're thinking. Mm, So if your body's struggling, it's just your mind struggling. Mm. But isn't that, there's a little bit of a tricky area there too, again, of this perfecting, as if we're supposed to only think positive thoughts in one way yeah, yeah. yeah. so it may s- I, I don't have an answer but I always go huh like what is kind of something that we can wrap around this whole thing that will always be for me which is most important like a universal truth for me is love
0: mm-hmm. loving
1: all of it even if it's messed up you know even if it doesn't make sense be able to love it that, for me, is the and ultimate And that is, healing.
0: like, the biggest frequency. So, like, right? If you have love as your... Not even main feeling, but, like, if it's there. <laughs> yeah. If it's there, 80%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even 20 I think, like, really, if it's there, then the disease cannot sneak in.
1: Just, like, how many, like... Also, like, older generations. We give yeah. older generations a lot of hate for their, like, health and well-being, but some have, like...
0: Smoked packs and packets of cigarettes, and they're like so lived in those buildings that had like radon inside, right?
1: Like, like, yeah, like toxins, like blowing out of it. And they're cool, they're Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, some don't either. So it's like, 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 what by what reason one does and what doesn't, we don't really know. But yeah, like. I love that you said, like, your diet definitely doesn't define, like, <laughs> who you are no. as much as um, we see a lot of memes about that it does.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, th- I really thought for a very long time, like, that's where my journey started, right? Like, if I get my diet under control, I'll be healed. Mm. And, like, I believed in it so strongly that it actually worked. But, like, today I see, whoa, there was a whole journey to learn on, like you know, who was I, mm-hmm. and who am I, mm-hmm. and like, what are my gifts, what am I going to do with them, and like, am I suppressing who I am, and yeah, a big part of us, you know, not allowing me to be who I was, because I thought, like, diet's gonna fix that. (laughs) (laughs) And I commend people
1: who start with, like, the physical, because it's so the opposite Mm. for me. And so I think, and also that way, I don't have that um, life experience to guide others in that realm so Mm. much. Like, for me, that's where I'm a total, like, baby, you know? Like, I would say still, in terms of, like, being aware and knowledgeable maybe more than the average but I struggle the most with implementing um, those kind of changes and choices in mm. my life but when it comes to like following my heart mm-hmm. listening to the soul <laughs> and like communing with that space that comes very naturally to me um, but I commend people like oh my god they went and like worked out oh my god they ride a bike but that's not electric <laughs> whoa mind-blowing like that's amazing mm. we'll start from some place. That's what I love about it, that there is no, like, um... There is no right answer. And it's just home for everyone is somewhere deep inside. That's a mystery. And that's the most exciting thing for me when people, like, discover... They show themselves, you know? Like you said, in this journey of, of the diet, like, you ask those questions of, like, mm. who am I? And that, to me, is like... There's nothing more beautiful. Because when you do that, a little part of me that also resonates with that, that knows that story, is like, ah, oh, she's helping me figure out parts of me that I didn't even know.
0: Hmm. Damn. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay, um, but you, I want—I wanted to touch upon that, and hmm. I, you did, I don't know if, if a word overcome is a good word, but you did go through a physical physical symptom journey. Mhm. Very much on a body level, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so uh, yes, unfortunately, no. <laughs> I couldn't transcend that one. <laughs> but yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so can you tell us about that? Hmm. I mean, if if that's like... No, you know. no,
1: it's it's good. It's, I sigh and I go into a contemplative space because, like you say, I went through something. Well, when did it begin? Mm. And when is it ever-ending? Yeah. It started when I was a kid and I was sitting on like carpet and they have dust mites and then I got an mm. itchy butt. And the mm-hmm. doctor said, you have eczema. Here's some uh, cort- cortisone cream. Slap it on, you're going to be okay. So many, 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 many years later... I'm traveling to uh, Costa Rica, living in a casita, open jungle space, very wet season. And I hadn't been using white cortisone cream for a really long time. This is when I was like at the peak of doing like Reiki for people and like mm. just really in that and that living that life. But I brought cream, like a big tub with me just in case because, mm. you know, it's such a thing that just causes so much stress and anxiety. I was like, I don't want to have to deal with it you know, even that statement, you could just like take that little clip. I don't want to deal with it. Causes yeah. me so much stress, stress and anxiety. And anxiety. Yeah.
0: <clears throat>
1: so I go down and it's a rainy, rainy season. So beyond what they had planned. So everything was moldy and that's like the worst. So I'm, mm. I scratched myself a little bit at night or something and I'm rolling around and I'm starting to get, um, uh, I guess inflammation. But before that, before it really kind of kicked off, because it, I'd been there almost a whole month, nothing was really starting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a combination of two things. First thing was, I went on a, my fourth ayahuasca ceremony, and I'm like, hey grandma, like, <laughs> what's up? Like, I'm so ready, new life, new chapter, <laughs> new me. Like, I'm ready for the show. Like, what's up? Like, I'm ready. Bring Let's, it on. Yeah, bring it on. I'm so good. Like, look at these people. Like, I'm, I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> They're so 20%. Yeah. So I was like, okay, bring it on. And one of the first things that like, it told me then before it was over was like, be like bamboo. Just be mm-hmm.
0: like bamboo.
1: Like, that's the kind of balance that I need. Okay. Cool.
0: Bamboo. Got it. Bamboo. Yeah.
1: Boom. Got it. And then the next day, I mean, that's a that's also pretty hard on your system. You know, you're staying up all night; like it's pretty hard on your system. I
0: was thinking about that. Like that is like, why are they doing it and during the night? And you some have...
1: some do it in the day. In this particular one, and I guess in this uh, choice of lineage, they just do it through the evening. Mm. Um, but you know, I've also done it before, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not in the climate that's favorable to mm. my situation. Mm. So, I'm <clears throat> rolling around at night, there's, like, the mosquito net's covered in mold, the mattress is covered oh my in God. mold, like, but, but you're talking about hypersensitivity. I'm already scratching. <laughs> For us hypersensitive, oh, like, I God. But that's what I mean. I could feel it, but my partner, he didn't, he's not bothered mm. by it at all. But I scratch a little bit, like, around my, um, what do you call this area here? Like, under collarbone chest. Yeah, yeah area, and it's very thin skin, so a little scratch, it's already an open wound. Mm. So I'm rolling around that, and it's getting bigger. And I can't see, because we don't really have mirrors out in the jungle there so much. So it's just getting bigger, and starts spreading, and it's just getting hotter and wetter. Mm. So that's like the first one, okay? It started really picking up after this ceremony. The, the, the second thing, which is more of like now a, a daily dose of the stress and anxiety, was us talking about money. Mm. We were traveling, and he was paying for everything at that time. And stores. still But he was paying for everything <laughs> at that time. And he's like, let's just know where the money's coming through. Let's have these conversations. I was like, that's smart. Let's have this conversation. Mm. But as he was talking, he's like, after a few of these sessions, he's like, you know, every time we talk about it, I can't demonstrate over by sound, but you're basically scratching your arms mm. up and down and across your chest and over your throat and I had no idea I was doing that. I couldn't see myself doing that. I was so triggered by a history of family money talks that yeah. I just went into like just trying to keep up mentally like right thinking uh huh understanding uh huh uh-huh, just like distracting myself. So that combination it spread all over my body like on my face, my eyes, my mm-hmm. neck, my legs, my hands Elbows, you name it, just not my boobs and like my crotch.
0: Mm.
1: weirdly enough. But it was so, so painful. There was no way to describe how painful it was, except for one night when I woke up and I could feel like like my blood was toxic. There was no other way mm. to describe it. It was just like, oh, like the things running through my veins was painful..
0: Yeah.
1: And my hair used to be down to like um, a butt crack. But it was so heavy, because I was so weak, I had to cut it short. So it just completely just, just leveled me out. And, I mean, there were so many other things that were coming up. Because to me, that was the purge. I didn't purge in my ayahuasca ceremony so much. But it was like, you need to go Mm. through this real time. And, um, like, kind of like a snake shedding its skin, it was, who am I?
0: Mm.
1: So many layers of who am I. And so much healing that came through. Um, There's a word that Gabor Mate, he's a guy that deals with addictions and he's a, a pretty well known doctor for trauma. Um, he used the word psychic trauma. He's like, sometimes people think trauma is just some, some big explosion that goes mm-hmm. off like a bomb and that's trauma. He's like, that you can, yeah, you can sustain trauma and be traumatic, but. There's psychic trauma that's just embedded so deep in your mind that just keeps wounding you over and over again. And these were kind of one of those instances. And one of the first layers that peeled off was like, who are you if you're if you're not working? Mm-hmm. Like I said, he was providing for us both. Who are you if you're not working? You are incapable of yeah. barely brushing your teeth right now. Whereas the shame comes up and it's like, okay. Wow, I thought I knew myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I guess I, there's some more to get through. Luckily, because I had the experience, I will not say luckily, for me, the faith in these plant uh, communions, I trust the healing process. That's one mm-hmm. thing I can surrender to, no matter how messed up and mm-hmm. times I'm looking at my body. I'm like, am I going to scar? Like mm-hmm. it's been three months where I didn't even go outside.
0: And at this time, you're still in the same space? After
1: a month, we moved into a, an apartment space mm. um, where we had AC where we could have some climate control, but we never, and like didn't leave the house for like three months almost. And it was just sitting with those feelings, and I couldn't figure it out. I had no idea, like, what wanted to come up. I couldn't just pull it up, it was like slowly pushing through my skin, like, literally. So the first one was just standing up for my sickness and needing to ask for care and um there who are you if you're not working? I have no fucking clue, so let's find out. Mm. And then down the road I went back home for a little bit and it got a little bit better. But then we went to Bali, which is like the same climate. climate, yeah. And it started all over again. And I was like, Why is this happening? Like just give me an answer and you know That also sucks on the healing journey too, when you just feel like you can't take it
0: Mm. anymore. and You're just like, just at least give me something,
1: like even an illusion would be helpful right now. Yeah,
0: sometimes you just want like, can a treatment just drop from the sky, it doesn't have to work, I just have to have hope.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I also made the choice to not use cortisone, I forgot to mention this, which was like, I'm gonna go natural, because I knew that something was trying to, my body's trying to talk to me, and I realized I haven't been listening. Mm. But I don't even know where to begin because it's so overwhelming so I was like okay no cortisone like just you know we we're making aloe you know mm. um, you know creams and stuff like that but just like you're saying the diet doesn't define you it's like that helps just me stay somewhat calm but it is not, not at all a remedy a full remedy so we were in Bali and I was just like okay I, I need to just go into this and use what I know what I've learned um, that helps me get through other things mm. So one night He, my boyfriend went to the new place We were going to stay at I was like, I think I just need some space I actually feel safe in this little tiny hotel room Like that's kind of like You know, it's like It's not the nicest But I was like I just feel safe here now Like you go, let me have my space And at night um, When the cortisol, uh, the cortisol kicks in It gets worse It's like the worst time Right before you fall asleep That's when it gets you And I'm like, you know It's that sound. It's playing with skin, but that sound. Mm. It would wake him up at night. It was so bad. And I'm going, and I'm starting to go into a total kind of semi-delusionary state of rocking
0: Mm.
1: and like making sounds like (laughs) sounds of suffering. And I was like, Oh God, I'm stuck in this loop. I was like, okay, just pay attention. Like what's happening? I was like, There's something in my throat. There's like, there's, there's pressure in my throat. There's a sound that wants to come out. I need to understand this. I'm like, just give it some words. Just, just whatever, Jocelyn, there's no one here. Just be Mm. crazy. Yeah. So the words that came out from that was, don't leave me. Mm -hmm. And it was like in an instant I could go, because I'm in this sort of kind of uh, trance state at this point. I like, go back in time and when I started the story, I was like, I found out when I was a little kid sitting on the carpet at a daycare and it brought me back to the moment my mom dropped me off and I was holding her arm and screaming like, no, like
0: no, like don't leave
1: me. (laughs) Just Mm. don't leave me here. But she had to, you know, and this is where those stories come in. Immigrant story, parents have to work, leave Mm. the kids. So I was in a high anxiety state and well, sit on the carpet, I'm in that state. My belief is in that state, the threat, it's like well, what's the threat, little body, what's the threat? Ah, these little dust mites that are biting your little bum. Mm. And I got to, <laughs> and I got to really dig into that because after I worked with a naturopath, and she works with um, what you would call allergy elimination. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of that before. Elimination. Nobody dares say that you can...
0: Eliminate an allergy. <laughs> eliminate an
1: allergy. And so yeah. she does not really, like, promote it that way. Um, and I don't think she would, like, necessarily, you know, vouch for it in that way. But it basically works with... Um, they call it, like, the, the gates, right? In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. acupuncture. And um, with um, muscle testing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so she has a whole kit of, like, the basic compounds of like everything like tiny little compounds and you would lie down and she put in your hand she would test and and i would have no idea what they are right mm. just a little vial in my hand and she would test and some of them would just be like she would push my arm and it's just like there's no i cannot even push back and some were like
0: okay mm. and some
1: i would feel it almost immediately like i'm um getting weaker mm-hmm. like tired and fatigued yeah and then she would just um, activate the points with this little um kind of like vibrating pen
0: mm. and
1: open it up and being like, you're actually like in a great state right now, so we're just instead of you going into this uh, fear mode and like threat mode, we're gonna actually activate your immune system and be like, you're feeling healthy. Mm. And I could feel the differences, and I learned a lot more about the possibility of how this could happen. And she described, like, yeah, you, when you're a kid, you have all these threats around you, you get anxiety, you're not understanding what's going on, you know, everything goes <gasps> mm. And your body, she's like, in this way isn't always very smart. <laughs> right. What's the threat, what's the threat? What's foreign? Ah, there's chicken in this person's body right now, in the mouth, okay, register yeah. that. And you can reinforce it, reinforce it. So for me, I think that reinforcement was, one, like, being abandoned, feeling abandoned, and the threat being, well, well, there's people here, there's, you know, must be this dust mite. Mm. And so I think from there, though, I developed a lot of sensitivity to other things that I cannot explain. But once I figured that out, I was like, okay, well, I don't, I'll keep working on this, and I'll keep training myself to realize now that, right, I'm not in a real s- state danger. of, like, danger. Because yeah. um, I went super into it, like, what's an allergy? I was like, oh,
0: it's uh, my
1: immune system basically freaking out, okay? Mm. Just practice not freaking
0: out. Which is quite irrational, right? Like, all of those allergies are irrational. Like, this is not a threat to the body. Yeah, exactly. You just, and you have no control over it. like. Yeah. Obviously you can train, now we know you can retrain
1: yourself. But is insanely hard when yeah. the discomfort is like... Um, it's mind-bending, I think that's yeah. a good word for it. You just kind of feel like you're not your mind. Mm. So you're just like... I can't I can't get into mind power to try to adjust it. My body's like not out of control. You just, sometimes you have to just kind of go through, your, through it in the best way you can. And so that was me for a good over a year, and but as every time I went through an emotional release, where I let the words come out, where the emotions weren't suppressed, mm. um, it would dramatically get better the next day. Dramatically yeah. get better. So that was like okay, there's something I can do. Like just I might not be able to stop my mind, but I definitely have a lot more strength and ability and experience and letting my emotions.
0: Yeah, out. because like, why do we experience the emotions, right? In the body? Yes, exactly. So like, what is that? Mm. It's the emotions. Yeah. Once it manifests in the body, it's, it's the emotions. It's,
1: it was crazy how much was in there. And it was just like, of course- And like, forgiving my, my mom and the doctor. Mm. For basically giving me something that kept putting a layer over me. And learning to accept- talk about love as healing. Learning to love my eczema. Mm. learning to love that when I scratch I'm trying to really signal to myself that I'm hitting my limit here Mm. you know um not as a way to be again more afraid but just to be right I'm not actually in my body feeling oh I'm tired but I'm still Mm -hmm. going and I'm still going okay so my eczema is like the final countdown (laughs) like to talk to me yeah so that was when I stopped cursing having it. I don't know if I'll ever fully get rid of it. Maybe I won't. And that's just how my body chooses to communicate mm. stress to me in a very, very loud way. Mm. And from then it's been like, cool with, with my eczema, you know? Um, but I, of course, like I would never wish it to be like, a full inflammation on someone. Like, that's, that's not the point, but just like anything that can go awry. Um, I've come to appreciate, appreciate.
0: Because it is the signal that you clearly need, right? Like, you haven't been listening, so... I have not been listening! So the body's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Speaking very loud. Yeah, I've had exactly the same experience. And also, like, we cannot, as children, like, we just soak up everything so like this has not you know like as an adult this wouldn't have been such a trauma for you to just be in that room sitting on a carpet and your mom leaving right but Mm -hmm. like as a child it's the end of the world (laughs) so like i mean you like on one hand like obviously this was the way she best knew how to care for you but like your brain registered something completely different. Yeah. Das that's that's mites. Yeah, was... <laughs> yeah. That was, that's
1: mine. <laughs> and it was like the lamest like allergy too. Like I'm allergic to the carpet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well then you have something cool, you know, like peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> At least I could be like a crew of, you know, peanut allergy
0: yeah.
1: team. No, it was it was like it was really great because like we were talking about this kind of like plus and minus to being sensitive or mm. hyperaware is this and when you said it I was a little bit like oh a little bit of a twinge was this superiority
0: yeah that was a big one
1: for me as well that one's nasty oh but it's a good one because it is this like um oh I see these things and like and, and you don't
0: I feel it and therefore I know better right because mm. like you don't you don't feel this um detergent on your clothes mm-hmm. therefore you don't know how bad it is for you Oh, But I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what chemicals. It just crumbled mm. through your skin and so your bloodstream. right? Oh my gosh, right?
1: you, it's like so extreme, right? Yeah. It becomes very extreme. I'm an but extremist. Like, I'm an allergy
0: extremist. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you feel superior. You,
1: I think you kind of mm. have to to make peace with all the things that you feel are... are possible threats i mean what another way is to what crumble as like being like out of control like it's so fascinating how again like if i choose to be superior about it Mm -hmm. i better love it and i better with with that love come compassion and empathy for others and Mm -hmm. use that in a way to relieve suffering
0: yeah
1: rather than like condemning and that is, uh, I think, what I was taking away when you said that. I was like, right. And again, like, do I want to invest in how much I adjust my sensitivity? I don't know. Mm. Talking yeah. about healing, like, so many things. like Right?
0: <sighs> yeah. I but I, I think, like, if that, if, like, there is, I think there is a clear boundary. If there is, if it puts you in a, this state of flight or fight, if you're in, if you've, your body starts to react like you're in danger, that's when you're doing yourself a favor to train yourself, mm. right? Train your brain to decrease, you know, that state because you are not in danger, right? That, and yeah. like, if you are allowing yourself to be in that space without trying to change it, then you're literally like increasing the inflammation, which therefore like, That's true. Aging happens a lot quicker, right? So basically you're killing yourself.
1: (laughs) The short end of it. Like, that's how I see it, it, right? Yeah. (laughs) That must be the hypersensitivity.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, you're totally right. Like, I really saw it as a gift. And, like... But that was because that is the coping mechanism, I think. Because, like, how else do you then accept living with it, right? I think... This will
1: awesomely tie back in, with just being with other people. Mm -hmm. Because I think in this isolated life, just like that, no, it is not helpful in the long term. Mm -hmm. But when you combine that with other people's abilities or desensitivities or normal sensitivity, it Mm -hmm. becomes like, uh, then it becomes useful. Then that sensitivity has range where it can be actually utilized in a way that's um, healing again. Because... Like we're saying, on it was like in India, and there's like this massive pollution. Well, they can't feel it, but this is like coming into your system and like filling up your lungs. Yeah. So if there wasn't someone kind of freaking out, no one would inquire Do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. But when you're alone and you're, well, you're just freaking out all the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not so no. not so good. And so remind me those thing that someone said about um, just about like, choosing to embrace certain qualities that are usually deemed, like, negative. So, for example, um, um, people who have come from places of high stress, like war, um, they have a lot of anger. But through anger, they can achieve a lot.
0: Mm, Because it motivates them. Mm. So in some way, that's kind of beautiful
1: because they're, they're creating something with it. But then, this person pointed out something really... The way that she encompassed it all that I thought was really powerful was like, but I realized everything that we could... That was created would be rooted in anger
0: mm.
1: and how long does one want to continue just deepening those those roots and that's when i really hear what you're saying about like you know there's a certain point see when this becomes like you're not and lengthened yeah yet. you're not bamboo jocelyn you're not yeah. being bamboo <laughs> you're being too like whoop. strict in that way and I think that really ties in and I'm learning a lot just like kind of tying these conversations and things you've brought up about being with other people as the healing space Mm. that when we bring ourselves which can feel like either we're a freak or we're superior or you know you know whatever it might be dis-eased that in the presence of other people who are where love is the root there's room. Yeah. There's space. There is healing space. Mm. And whatever ends up or not ends up happening to your condition, it contributes to the whole. The whole, to the whole. To the whole community, to the, the whole group,
0: to the, to the wholeness yeah. of the group.
1: Yeah. yeah. Group healing. That was something, Tinkway, you know, that's a. Uh, spiritual fitness center here in copenhagen yeah that was something that when we had a conversation interview that i was like whoa It really blew my mind i was like it's like group healing group health it's a group health that's why we have evolution and diversity we need it yeah yes just justify my superiority
0: <laughs> <laughs> so where could we find that group healing how do, we, how do we join? How do we find you? Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, getting <laughs> philosophical. Well, you can find me
1: at, uh, right now, well, everything you can find me on Live Deeply. Mm.
0: And that's
1: like L-I-V-E space deep. And Lee is actually my last name, L-E-E. Mm. I decided to do that um, because I also wanted to heal my ancestry by bringing it forward and staying claim for that so that is your instagram instagram facebook not website yet because i'm still reworking on that now all right but you can find that all there where there's women sharing circles and very soon to be some other wonderful healing space experiences i'll be
0: putting out like one-on-ones healing spaces i love it i'm gonna quote that now (laughs) healing spaces i'll put that all down in the description so you can be found awesome Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I feel like it went really well. How long did we... I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right on the money. Under an hour. Awesome. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. Love Uh, you. Love you. (laughs) That was so beautiful. Woo! Thank you. We're good. As you could hear, we really enjoyed this conversation. And before I finish, I just wanted to... Um, tell you that if this and jocelyn resonated with you she has created um, together with another friend uh, blooming women and it's a workshop and retreat and it starts um, this month on the 28th so if this is something that you might be interested in go check it out it is in copenhagen and you don't have to take off from work because all of this is going to happen as like a kind of immersion so yeah go check them out and um what else what else <laughs> i think that's it thank you so much for listening as always if you resonate with this um let me know you can rate the podcast or leave me a message. Um, whatever feels good and I will see you next Monday ciao